Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I want to chat about this research today. Um, it's by iReach Insights on behalf of Aviva Insurance. They find that one in seven people want e-scooters banned completely. Altogether, no e-scooters on Irish roads. About a quarter of, of people think e-scooters should also have to pay tax and insurance regardless of the speed at which they can go. So I've been asking you to get today, do you agree with this? Or what's your view if you're an e-scooter user? How do you feel about this research? Keith is with us on the line. Do you think they should be banned, Keith? Hi, Andrea. It's great to speak to you again. Mm. Uh, I don't think they should be banned. I think they really fill a gap in the current Irish transport system and how the timetabling in the buses uh, aren't really sufficient for a lot of people commuting to work. And then you have the Ukrainian situation with people now looking for work and they mightn't be able to get driver's licenses. So that's a long-term process. So scooters really do uh, fill a gap there for the Irish market. The fact that people think they should have to pay tax and insurance regardless of um, the speed capability of them. How do you feel about that? I think that tax may be inappropriate considering how expensive it is to buy an e-scooter. It's quite cheap. But the insurance, I definitely think, should be uh, something to look at and maybe a QR code system for registration of scooters in case uh, maybe someone has a stolen scooter or a scooter has been reported for maybe the speeding on the motorway the other day that happened. i seen the video going viral. So you think the insurance element? Yeah, well, I like, I've no doubt we'll get stories in from people now who you know mention um, injuries that they've that they've witnessed or they've experienced themselves. Well, there was a lady that uh, was recently uh, killed, wasn't it, with the electric scooter? Yeah. So you you think that is a point that the insurance well, is an important part? I definitely think the high powered scooter should be uh, better looked out for because they're quite obvious. They have a a big base to them. They're over 30 kg in weight. And uh, I'm sure the guards know exactly which ones they are because they're mostly the Kugo scooters, the large Kugo ones. What about you, Cormac? Uh, stay with us on the line, Keith. Cormac is here too. One in seven think e-scooters should be banned. Are you in that category? Uh, not entirely, no. Um, but, I mean, if you ask people about motor cars, I'm sure one in seven would say they'd like motor cars banned. So. True. Um, so uh, uh, these surveys come out that uh, we, we are co- currently going through the legislation with the new road traffic bill mm. and it's just come in that um, any uh, vehicle going over 25 kilometres an hour will now need tax and insurance and just to clarify the point uh, the tax is actually based on emissions and not um, road tax as it was formerly known as so um, there is emissions to be concerned about as well with um, these e-scooters. Um, what a better a solution would be is if um, they were in a rental scheme rather than private scooters, which is what we have at the moment, which are all still technically illegal. So every scooter on the road at the moment is technically illegally uh, driving and can be confiscated at any moment by the Gardaí. So you think there's um, a place for them, I suppose? It's just finding... I do, yes. Yeah. But I, I, I have said all along our infrastructure is just diabolical. And even the new proposed Bus Connect cycling infrastructure is terrible. Um, we can see from what's been installed down at North Strand that it's just too narrow. 
not suitable for faster and slower users, and not suitable for peak time traffic flows, um, and, and they want to roll out this sort of cycling infrastructure across the city, um, will just not be suitable. And regards um, banning um, uh, bike, e-bikes or scooters over 25 kilometres, I find that highly unworkable. And if you ask the Gardaí, they will tell you that would be highly work- unworkable. They can barely uh, keep up with their duties at the moment. Um, Audrey is with us as well, uh, Cormac. Audrey, do, do you, like one of the other points they found was that there was a proportion, about 36% of people feel that e-scooters pose a danger to pedestrians. Do you agree with that? Well, well certainly as a guide dog owner and somebody blind, I do think potentially they do, can um, cause huge um, impact on people like myself or people who are vulnerable, um, older people, people with various disabilities, especially when they're sharing the footpath with pedestrians, definitely. I mean, they're so silent, you don't hear them when you can't see them. Um, it's very hard for a guide dog um, to kind of um, guide me when the, when the scooters are kind of come so quickly on, on the pavement. Do you know, it's, there's enough for there's enough to deal with without um, e-scooters. I don't think banning them would be the answer. I think, say, mm-hmm. enforcement and ta- taxing and certainly insurance. I mean, any road user, I think, should of a vehicle uh, should should have tax insurance in the event. Just even for the people operating the e-scooters, I think it would be better for their well-being as well. Yeah, they you are know? classified, you see, aren't they, as um, mechanically propelled yeah. vehicles, so, effectively? So yeah. I, I, I have kind of read about them, definitely, yeah. So I think definitely enforcement is, okay. or will have to be. Is that, key, yeah. I, I'm interested in that point. In, 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 um, in your experience, Audrey, people... You, did you say they use, use the e-scooter on the footpath? Is that what, did I take you up right? Oh, absolutely. Around city centre. Like, I, I, I travel on, say, number seven bus in city centre and I work in Drumcondra. So I would go through the city centre to get my next bus. And often I have heard them whizzing by. Now, they'd have to be very close up to me, you know, to hear it. But certainly they would whiz by. And I'm at the mercy of the person on the scooter watching and anticipating because I, I mean very often I don't know which way to be stepping on the pavement to get out of the way um, so yeah I do feel quite vulnerable when they're up close on the footpath definitely did, uh, Keith did you say sorry you, you have an e-scooter did I take you up correctly uh, no that? I think it took me up wrong in that but I uh, I was just familiar with many of them I've gone on them in Berlin on the you've used Boya. them in other countries yeah like the kind of the, the rental ones uh, yeah the rental ones were great I thought over in Berlin do people normally use them on the footpath? I would have thought they were mainly in the cycle lane. I rarely see them on the footpath, except for maybe city centre. Uh, I wouldn't expect them to be on it unless they were maybe walking with a scooter. But I believe the, where the laws changed on this, Andrea, recently, because I was looking up saying on the 26th that they've now put into place Irish law for powered personal transporters. And it says that e-scooters are under this now and they have a, a max output of 500 watts, max uh, 
weight of 25 Yeah, we've been certainly around. discussing new laws. I think it was it last month we were we were talking about them due to be signed uh, in, into law. Certainly, look, it's not a conversation that we've, um, that, you know, that we, it's, a, it's a conversation I should say that we've had quite frequently uh, around e-scooters and their, their place in, in uh, Irish transport. And I, like I think from the text line today, a lot of people very much see a place for e-scooters. I suppose it's just finding where that shared space is. Michael is on the line too. Um, Michael, are you concerned about e-scooters or how do you feel about them? Oh, well, I mean, I'm a wheelchair user and I just don't want them on the footpad. And is that where you I mean, normally you, you you normally encounter them is on, on the footpath as well? On the footpath in the town, yes. And I mean, you can't hear them, as your previous caller said there, the lady said, you can't hear them until the last minute. Hmm. So if they hit you, you're in trouble. The idea of banning them, I mean, you're not, are you in favour of that though? I think it's a bit late. I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. But I'd like if um, they were on the road. I, I I can't see them being banned. To be honest. Yeah, there's a place a place for them. Genie genie's out of the bottle. I think. But like that's that's the point, isn't it, Cormac? I mean, how come every other European city can can find a way to deal well, with these scooters? Um, the technology uh, on board the rental scooters um, can stop scooters from driving on the footpath. So it has onboard GPS and it follows, it tracks you. And if you go into a certain zone, it will slow down your speed. If you go onto a footpath, it will stop the scooter. So that technology is there and available and should be implemented with all scooters on Irish roads. When you say it's there and available, do you mean, sorry, just for currently for the rental e-scooters? On the rental scooters. So um, I use them quite regularly in Brussels uh, and they, they have that technology on board. And the companies here in Ireland, they they have these scooters ready to go uh, and they will have that technology on board. So uh, Bolt is one of the operators and mm. uh, they they have that technology on board. You you had the spokesperson on here before. We did, yeah. They uh, rang in, I think, yeah. And um, they have that techn- technology on board. So when they roll out their e-scooters, um, they they will not be allowed to um, drive on the footpath. Uh, they, by law, will probably be restricted to under 25 kilometres mm. an hour. Um, so... Uh, and I, I think that um, unlike other cities, uh, we don't have the population density in the city centre. We have people going from the city to the suburbs. So therefore, you need a faster moving vehicle to get to the suburbs. So restricting it to 25 kilometres may not be suitable. But then again, we don't have the infrastructure. So they're going to end up on the road and Again, they're not safe on the road, uh, mixing with higher uh, speed traffic. So where where is so, the best place for them? Because most of the criticism I've had, and you heard both Audrey and Michael mention the fact that there's more texts into uh, people constantly encountering them in the footpath. Well, uh, because of our disjointed and dysfunctional public transport, uh, scooters are ideally suited for in-between. So uh, a lot of the new Bus Connects routes now will mean you'll have to change bus. And uh, research has shown that if you're waiting more than 10 minutes in between a change of bus, you're unlikely to use it. Now, scooters may play a role where instead of getting that second bus, you might use your scooter instead. And that's what people do on the continent. 
So they'd use their scooter to get to the local train station, take the train mm. and then get from the train station to the office. Um, that's one solution where uh, e-scooters would be ideal. But again, uh, the preference would be that they will be a, a rental model rather than privately owned e-scooters. John is on the line as well. John, are you supportive of uh, the use of e-scooters? Um, I, I, I'm on the fence, right? I think there are a number of basic uh, infrastructural and legislative issues that have to be addressed before you even ask the question whether they should be banned or not. Banning anything never works for anything. No. Whether it's for alcohol, drugs, cigarettes or anything else, you shift usage, you shift uh, patterns and you shift how people deal with it. The issue I see, and I'm coming from a lifelong uh, interest and, and transport users in motorcycling, the parallel I would draw with that is I have to share the road with, uh, as a two-wheel vehicle, whether it's small or big, to... Um, with cars, trucks, buses, and all the rest of it. And in order to do that, because it moves under its own power, in other words, I'm not pedaling with my foot or you know whatever, it's a vehicle. And therefore, the rules are that they are required to have a license, it's required to be insured, and it's required to display a tax. Now, there are, I can see a whole lot of reasons why that's going to be difficult on a small-scale scooter. But so long as the scooters are going to be mixing with all the other vehicles that meet those requirements, they'll have to meet them. Now, you can say, well, why should I need a license, we'll say, specifically to drive something as inherently simple as a scooter? Mm. The license isn't to test your ability to drive it. Your license is your ability to uh, handle traffic, follow rules and regulations, and generally adopt a road behaviour, generally for the good and the health and safety of everybody. The fact that you could have somebody sitting up at 25 or more kilometres per hour in a traffic stream with absolutely nothing other than they had the wherewithal to go to a shop and buy it is fundamentally wrong. And we have the issue very recently, inside the last week or 10 days, a classic example of bad cases, of hard cases making bad law where there was an unfortunate incident with an elder lady um, mm died after uh, an incident with one. And uh, and that's a rare thing. But the problem is, you don't want to be the one guy involved in the rare thing. And I, as a motorcyclist, and my young son has now uh, passed his test a few weeks ago, he's had to sit hours and hours and hours of tests, theory tests. Um, he has to progress from one side of the vehicle to another before he's allowed out, and so forth. And all that it costs... Uh, both in terms of the administration, he's had to buy insurance, and he's had to buy the vehicle. Um, I don't think it's fair on the rest of the road users and the public that there's this ad hoc uh, approach to a other form of road users. The answer really is they need to be segregated, and I don't mean in a negative way. They need to be on uh, something like a cycleway or something like that. Um, and until that's in place, I think it's kind of a bit of a false conversation. It, if you look okay. at the, the perspective of 25 kilometres, speed limit was mentioned. That's fine. That's only marginally below the speed limit on the keys where you share it with 40-foot trucks and cars at 30 kilometres. Is anybody suggesting that they, are, that they are actually peers? They're not. Yeah. Kieran is with us too. Kieran, you've been listening to the discussion um, around e-scooters. How do you feel about making way for them? Well, the, the point I'd like to make, and uh, somebody mentioned, one of your contributors mentioned there a few months ago about Europe, um, I would be a regular visit, visitor to Munich. So the German system is, 
and the Dutch would be the same, uh, road, cycle lane, footpath. Now, if you're a pedestrian in the cycle lane, it's your fault if you get clipped by a bicycle. So the system works. They adhere to the system and they respect each other around. Mm. So they follow rules. Well, 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 they accept that this is the system. So if you're on a bike or an e-scooter, you travel in the cycle lane. Where I live, we have a dual carriageway, we have a footpath and we have a cycle lane. The scooters are on the main road. So the facilities are there and they're not even using them. And and why just, is that? I don't know. I, you tell me. It's a perfectly, it's a modern road built in the last four years. Perfect footpath, perfect cycle lane, dual carriageway. And the bikes and the scooters, electric bikes and the scooters are out on the, on the main, main road. Constantly. Constantly. And, mm. and it just comes back, and I know you were talking about littering the other day as well, Andrea. It's the respect for those around you. The easy scooters, you know, I've been kipped, or more or less nearly kipped, at least three times in the last six months walking on a footpath in town. Okay. You know, they're everywhere. They're, yeah. they're, there's no well, it's funny. A, a lot of people getting in touch, actually, um, you know, a, about that today, uh, Kieran. the number of e-scooters on, on the footpath as well. Like this listener, I'm a delivery driver and I'm sorry, they're constantly in the footpath. I've been nearly hit by several. Um, a text where I'm elderly and I can't tell you how many times I've almost been knocked down by these e-scooters. They're very quiet. I don't hear them. They ride ride them on the footpath. It's so dangerous. Anything with a motor um, with a motor should be licensed and taxed. I'd ban them if I could, but understand that won't happen. Another texter, e-scooters, they're a great mode of transport, but they're lethal in the hands of clowns who ride them anywhere. Uh, road, footpath, grass parks, etc. Uh, they should, of course, be licensed and taxed and insured. If you don't, they need to be confiscated. And if caught in the footpath as well you too uh, need to be banned says this texter another listener I'm not a massive fan of e-scooters um, as they are used at the moment but you'll find that many businesses won't be able to get staff who can reach their premises without e-scooters or e-bikes many businesses rely on English language students who'll be waiting months and months before they can even get near having an Irish driver's licence let alone afford the car insurance and one more for the moment this texter says e-scooters should be licensed taxed insured visible and some form of driver test as well to ensure competence and awareness on the road. Heavy fines too imposed for non-compliance and footpath use should be penalised by fines and confiscation of the scooter. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.